Welcome back to season one of episode five of Talking to Humans. Today's guest with me, Christina Adams, your host, is Vicki Demert. Hello. And the fun Mark Andres. Hello there. Hello. How are you guys doing today? Good. I'm doing wonderful. Thank awesome. You. How are you? I'm doing great. Awesome. Yeah, thanks yeah, so much maybe. for letting us be a part of this. Absolutely. So is this your first time being guests on a podcast? Oh, we've, we've had a, a few opportunities to... Few rodeos. Yeah, few rodeos. Got, got a few notches on the proverbial belt, if you will. Awesome. Awesome. So, Christina, you pretty much run the whole office at Gateway. Sure. I know you, you host podcasts, but you also run the whole office. Yeah. Podcasters is a, a side gig, you a know? side gig that you do? Yeah. Yeah. And run the office. Yeah. I'm kind of curious what the, all that entails. Oh, I don't know if we have time. <laughs> a lot That's of stuff. <laughs> um, I actually am what you call the operations manager. So I work closely with Matthew Brazelton mm. and all things operations, which includes facilities, um, audio video needs, classes, events, calendar, working with other ministries, what they've got going on on campus and making sure we're not running over each other and um, not forgetting stuff. And then there's the supporting the financial reporting with him. Um, they, and uh, I also work with our communications creative team. So all things you see on slides, Sundays, print, program, social media, website. Wow. My hands is, are also in that too. That sounds overwhelmingly multitasking. Yes. I'm exhausted just hearing you talk mm -hmm. through all those things. I can, I can ha tackle maybe one thing at a time. Yeah. That was like 30. So I'm, I'm, I'm calling uncle. No, thanks. I yeah. will never, I'll never aspire to your job. Yeah. So it's, you're welcome. It's a lot of multitasking and a lot of puzzle pieces that I need to like mm. anticipate putting together. So it's kind of my jam. I mm. like to figure things out. Um, so that's, that's what I do. Awesome. So, awesome. Yeah. Thanks for asking. Yeah. yeah. So as we continue our conversation today, our theme this season is discouraging encouragement. And a phrase that I've heard that was meant to encourage but left me discouraged was forgive and forget. Mm, yes. So when you hear that, what comes to your guys' mind? Well, I have a whole lot of initial thoughts that come to mind. I'm curious with that phrase, is that something that you've said to somebody else or that somebody has said to you mm. that, yeah, is there any... Any way that you personally have experienced that? Yes, I have been the receiver of it and I have been the giver of it. Um, I have lots of stories. Uh, before I was a Christian, I worked at a financial institution and we had a fill-in manager because our current manager was out of the surgery and it was during the time of 2008, the financial crisis, and uh, people weren't very kind. So we had a lot of um, shots fired at us because of, you know, we took money um, for bailout and all this stuff. So we always had comments every day and it was very grueling and, and um, exhausting. And there was this one time a, a gentleman just kind of laid it out on me and started calling me names and stuff. So it was really hard um, to receive. And I went to go talk to this manager. She was super cool, super fun yet you know she was tough and uh, as I was telling her she stopped me and says you need to build a bridge and get over it Ooh. and I was like what wow. who says that but um 
she didn't mean it in a way that was, you know, discouraging. I think she just kind of was like, it's the season we're in and we just kind of have to like not hold on to those type of negativity or comments. Mm. Um, But yet looking back at it, I can see, I felt as if she was dismissing how I was feeling. I was just trying to talk to someone to um, help me through what I was feeling and just get it off my chest so that I can move on and just feel validated that the season is hard. Um, So that phrase, build a bridge and get over it, I have actually in different occasions carried that on myself and told people that, especially my kids. (laughs) And and so as I became a Christian, that phrase kind of changed for me. I've Mm. uh, become softer and not so harsh to like tell people to get over things. And receiving it uh, myself, um, you know, there's been a couple of interactions with different people in my life as I was becoming a Christian and um, being a Christian. And they had said some harsh things or sad things about my character and things like that. And they have asked for forgiveness but yet I feel like there's this um, sense that once you ask for forgiveness, that that person receiving that forgiveness needs to just forget about it and continue where we left off before that interaction. Yeah, there's, so. like a, there's a pressure expectation that, that comes along with that. Yeah. That therefore, hey, if you've said you've forgiven me, now mm-hmm. we must act as if this thing never happened in the first place. Exactly. Yeah. 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 It feels like the, the implication is do this and you won't be hurt or affected anymore. Yes. Yes. Like you have no reason to still feel sad and broken mm-hmm. because I asked for forgiveness. Yeah. And so you should just move and I, on. I think the hard part about this is, yes, we want to forgive. Yeah. Or we want to be a forgiving people. Right. And, and so that, that is a, a call that we want to embody. Mm-hmm. Um, we, we are forgiven and we want to forgive. And right. so kind of, Figuring out hmm, all the nuances of, of the exhortation and right. when it's helpful and when it's not. Yeah. Well, and then you, you add into it, not just the, you know, this biblical call to forgiveness, but the, it almost feels like when you read passages like Matthew 18, it even goes beyond a biblical call um, where there's even in Matthew 18 and in, in the Lord's prayer, the two passages where there's this almost expectation and anticipation that because as Christians, we've been forgiven an insurmountable debt. Uh, right. by God through Christ. Uh, therefore we must forgive others. And that that's there. Right. We don't get to get away from that. We don't get to say, well, I don't like what that means. I don't like what that indicates. Therefore I'm going to ignore it. So there absolutely is a biblical mandate mm-hmm. for that. Right. And there's even some you know parts connected to those passages that says, Hey, if you do not forgive others, then your father in heaven will not forgive you. And there's a whole other kind of portion of wrestling. Okay. Mm-hmm. What does that mean? Does that mean that God pulls his forgiveness yeah. away? Which I don't think that's what that's indicating. But with this particular phrase, this idea of forgiving and forgetting, you know, building a bridge to get over it, uh, any other kind of euphemisms that, that come into play with that, I think a lot of what plays into why that lands poorly, why that's discouraging is because it misses it misses the definition of forgiveness. Mm-hmm. There's a gentleman one time that uh, that walked me through this idea of forgiveness and the way that he described it and the way that he defined forgiveness really kind of transformed that for me. He, he said, uh, forgiveness is releasing someone from a debt that they owe you. There's a legal 
aspect to right. it that even shows up in, in scripture. And we talk about the, the debt that we owe against God is there's these legal justification terms. And so forgiveness is to release someone from a debt that they owe you. Well, the first step in that is acknowledging that there really is a very real debt that someone owes you. And so I think a lot of times when, when we say to other people, when other people say to us, forgive and forget, what they're trying to say is, hey, move on. Don't harbor bitterness or resentment in your heart, which is a good thing. But when you move right away into forgive and forget, that tends to what you experience, like dismiss the pain you experience and, and acknowledging, hey, what happened to you was wrong. What I did to you was hurtful. Mm-hmm. Um, and so there's a there's an importance in there. If, I'm, if forgiveness is me releasing someone from a debt that they owe me, step one is actually acknowledging, right. yes, they owe me a debt. They've wronged me in a significant yeah. way. Yeah, I think it can become general. Right. And, and so moving into specifics, like if I can't, what, what exactly am I forgiving? Mm-hmm. What is the cost? And if we don't say the word forgive, what would we actually say? Kind of alluding to, to Mark, what am I actually asking you to do? Like, will you absor- right. absorb the cost of, of this and not expect repayment and then move on? Like you shouldn't right. be affected. And, um, yeah, that's good. Yeah, the the other aspect of of forgiveness is, you know, if, if the definition is releasing someone from a debt that they owe you, to think through like forgetting actually isn't a biblical thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I've used this you know, if this illustration, but like if I if I hire someone to babysit my kids and they are neglectful and they don't do their job and they're sleeping on the couch, my red kids are wreaking havoc mm-hmm. across the house. I can forgive that person. And, and not demand justice and not demand retribution and not demand payment or right. punishment, which is releasing them from the debt they owe me. But I'm a terrible parent if I hire that person to babysit my kids mm-hmm. again. Yeah. There's no, like for, forgetting that is not only unrealistic, but it's also foolish right. in, in a lot of those kinds of instances. And so, yeah, I'm going to forgive you. I'm not going to demand that you pay me back. I'm not going to file charges, whatever that might be. I'm, you know, I'm not going to hope that something terrible happens to you, but I'm also not going to let you watch my kids again. Right. I'm not going to put yeah. myself in a situation, depending on what the, the pain and the, the sin and the offense was, I'm not going to put myself in a situation to, to have that happen again. That, that may just be unwise. Right. Well, it's also good not to forget the experience because mm-hmm. you get to see the process of healing in your life that you can refer back to and say, this is how God got me through this. This is what I learned about myself through this. This is what God taught me through this. And so you don't want to forget the suffering um, because that's in the suffering is when you become more like Christ. And then because you're being invited to become more like Christ, you want to actually lean in and move more towards the person who um, hurt you. Um, so that in itself is also difficult is moving in. And I mean, there's, there's some examples where you're not going to move into people because the pain is extreme, but in the day to day, uh, discouraging moments, you want to move towards them because you want them to experience the presence and love of Christ through you in that process. Yeah. I, I think when we um, were, were called to, some, to forgive someone, we realized how hard it actually mm-hmm. is. Mm-hmm. Like it's not easy and it shows us our need. But I think simultaneously it, it really highlights Christ. Yes. Um, and, 
and what he went through for right. our forgiveness. And so right. Christ becomes that much bigger. Amen. Yeah. Well, there's a, the, the idea of, of forgetting too. Uh, when I've talked with people about this and people have asked me, oh, I, you know, I need to forgive and forget. Why, why can't I do that? Mm-hmm. And then they, there's like this guilt that they feel like if I've really forgiven that person, then I wouldn't still be hurt or I wouldn't, you know, I wouldn't still be affected or angry about it. Right. Um, and they, a lot of times what people go to is this verse from Psalm 103. Uh, this is Psalm 103 verse, um, where to go here? Verse 12, uh, as far as the East is from the West, so far does he remove our transgressions from us. And this idea of like, you know, God, God remembers our sins no more. Okay. Well then that means I have to not remember. And that's a misunderstanding and misrepresentation. Like here's the reality. God doesn't forget our sins, right? Like he eternally remembers our sins in Christ on the cross mm-hmm. for God to actually forget uh, and then not remember our sins would be unjust. Right. Otherwise, the the sin would not receive the just you know punishment that it deserves, which is what Christ accomplished on our behalf. Mm-hmm. And so when when we talk about you know you know so does He remove our transgressions from us? You know He He remembers them no more. That's not like God is not forgetful. Mm-hmm. But when God looks at us, He remembers. He re, you know recalls. Again, not that He's forgotten, but hey, everything that they deserved, Christ has already paid for. Yes. Therefore, I'm I'm you know, God speaking first person on behalf of God, which I shouldn't do, but therefore I'm, I'm looking at someone else and remembering they are, they are pure and spotless and redeemed because of Jesus. And so right. there's not, there's not a forgetfulness, uh, in, in God's forgiveness, which is important to, uh, to recall in this Christina, uh, last thought that I had for you, what, mm-hmm. what actually would be helpful? Like when, when you're, when you're going to the bank manager, or any of these situations and somebody goes forgive and forget, and that's actually discouraging, right? What, what would be a better alternative? What actually would have been an encouraging thing for you to hear in that moment? I think just uh, having some curiosity. Um, you know, I've been reading a lot about different things for my job role and working and overseeing a lot of people. And it's just asking a few questions. Mm-hmm. And I think one of them is like um, a- acknowledging that people are experiencing pain and yeah. asking, how are you? Um, and, and really have a posture of listening that you are, you are curious and really want to know how that person is doing. And I think the other follow up to that is how can I help you? Mm. Not immediately just whip out, you know, scripture and a prayer or, but like really listen for someone to give you an idea of what that person needs in that moment. I love that because there's, there still is a trajectory because we, we, we affirm that we do want to forgive, but um, that posture of curiosity. Yeah. And if we're going to ask, right. we're going to um, have a path forward and move in that direction. Amen to that. Well, thanks, guys. Um, it looks like our producer is uh, needing to go grab another cup of coffee. So he's telling us we need to wrap it up. So I just want to thank you, Mark and Vicki, for joining us today on another fantastic episode of Talking to Humans. And uh, again, I'm your host, Christina Adams, and we'll talk to you soon.